Here we go. Welcome to Tales from the Turntable, coming to you from MO Studios in the heart of downtown, wherever you are. We're going to be talking rock, jazz, blues, metal, new wave, grunge, pretty much every musical genre of the last 50 years or so, with the people who matter. We'll find out where we've been and where we're going. So stay tuned. Welcome to Tales from the Turntable. I'm James Outway. And I'm Jack Ashton. We are with the Kings. The Kings are here. And the Kings that we have here are Mr. Zero and David Diamond. Diamond, Yeah. Well, welcome to uh, Tales from the Turntable. We're happy to be here. We're going to go back from the beginning. Guys, if anybody hasn't seen the YouTube video that was created in, I think, 2018 called uh, The Anatomy of a One-Hit Wonder probably the greatest one hit wonder of all time which is actually two songs this beat goes on slash switching to glide um uh, guys the first question i have for you is you must sit around once in a while coming up with the number how many times have you played switching to glide now (laughs) well i mean we've had a lot of gigs and some nights we play it if 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 it's like a club or something you know depending if we do two sets we'll play it at the end of the first set and then also because everybody wants it we'll do it as an encore so we've done it twice a night for a lot of times too <laughs> oh wow so yes yeah, so well, because we i would have thought that it was switching the glide would be a uh, an encore number because it's such a, a big rock and top 40 hit as well yeah and, uh, we try to get it out of the way sometimes as well <laughs> but, but it's, it's such a great it's such a great dance song. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and DJs and, and and karaoke have it on their their list. Every DJ and every karaoke right? machine has wow. switching, this beat switching. Yeah. So wow, that's cool. Everybody's just dying to hear it, you know. So we play it at the end of the first set, and then again we'll, we'll play it twice a night, no problem, because uh, it's just such and it's so fun. It's so much fun for us as well to play. Well, I'm sure because it we was a such a big time. hit for you. The airplay on that track is off the Richter scale as far as uh, still getting played at many many classic rock radio stations to yeah. this day. Yeah. yeah. No, and it's been uh, you know. When you look at it now, the, like the major market airplay that we got back in the day, like you said, in Detroit at Riff or WMMS in Cleveland or right. yeah. WLS out of Chicago or K-Rock, or, mm-hmm. people would kill for that airplay now. I mean, oh, it, shit. Yeah, I they mean, would. Did, yeah, no, no kidding. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I mean just the, that's, the, that's what's led people to find us now in the Internet age right. as, as a result of... Uh, uh, like you say, the ongoing airplay, but also just the millions of people we reached back then, you know, because right. it, it, it did so well. Well, yeah. and there's a feat that radio did for you that won't happen anymore because of the impersonal um, nature of radio. Uh, this beat goes on, switching to glide has had two lives. The first one, maybe people don't know, is that it was just put out as switching to glide. And you and you guys were against that, weren't you? Yeah, yeah we, um, we wrote it as a segue. We had the song, This Beat Goes On first, yeah. you know, and then it sort of just went, it, you know, as it ends, on and on and on and on. So right. we were excited. songwriters going, it's going on and on. When do we got to do something here? Yeah. And I came up with the riff that da 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 And he says, I just been thinking about this idea, switching the glide, and it just fell into place. And then I put mm-hmm. the two, I thought of, this one's going to end on and on and on, da 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 So it became a segue. Before we even played it live, we were playing as a segue, and the record company thought it was too long. We can right. try the original demo of it, because we were in the yep. studio. And, oh, you were, you were in the studio with Bob Ezrin, right? Well, and so he we was doing, your producer. Who, yeah, uh, we were doing it on our own as a late-night project to get a better uh-huh. deal at the uh, studio at, in Toronto. At yeah. Nimbus 9, the famous right, studio Nimbus that Bob yeah. worked at. And yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were in there uh, trying to do our own thing, and then he came to visit after finishing the Pink Floyd album. Yeah. And right, and, and Pink Floyd, what, he did Kiss and Alice Cooper, all, well, all kinds yeah. of stuff. Yeah, but he yeah, was finished so. up the wall in in England, and they got released. I think it was in November. Came back to Toronto, where he he lived. Uh, he's from Toronto. He came to visit some of his friends at Nimbus Nine Studio, and lo and behold, the Kings are in there 
late night, you know, working on our own. How house. cool is that, man? Jesus, you know, I know. you're yeah. mixed in there with all those big names, and you were like, but because he just took you on as a kind of a special project at that well, time. Well, he because... originally agreed to mix some of the stuff that we were working on, and then uh-huh. he tore the tracks apart. And well, first he he realized that we. Um, We've had good ideas and good songs, a great singer, obviously. And then uh, yep. he took mm-hmm. the mixes home for his kids, and they all liked it. So we thought maybe there's something there. And, <laughs> that's uh, Check, t- test it on the kids, right? Yeah, yeah well, that's right. He sure. took Switching the Glide home, and he came back the next day. He said, we got to do something. The kids <laughs> love the song. We're going, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll yeah. do something with you, Bob. Oh, yeah. yeah. So he did the mix of uh, the, the demo that's on the internet. It's pretty easy to find it. Yeah. And, um, and then he went to Los Angeles to Electro Records on La Cienega Boulevard there and talked to a guy named Kenny Batiste, who was the yeah. A&R guy there. Kenny, yeah, Kenny, yeah, he ended up uh, being uh, the senior vice president of promotion. I know Kenny but, uh, back in those days, and, and uh, I haven't talked to him in a long time. Oh, he's gone away. He's passed away now. Yeah, I, yeah. Kenny's, uh, Kenny was, uh, he was a wild one. He was special. He would. Yeah, well, <laughs> there was lots of wild ones back in those days. We oh, talked, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talked yeah. to some of the other people from back then, Marvin Gleicher in Chicago. and Oh, uh, Marvin. Yeah, Marvin's still around. He's still yeah. in Chicago. Uh-huh. Yeah, and Barry Lyons was from Buffalo. Oh, well, Barry's out here in Los Angeles. He's still good. Yeah, <laughs> Barry. These are all friends of mine. So, you yeah. know, when you, you say oh, these names, it's like, uh, you know, I, and uh, Marty, Schwartz, too. Marty Schwartz was another guy. At Marty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rick Unger and uh, God, Rick Unger. Geez, I haven't heard that name in a long time. Well, he went on to work for Marvel and became a bigwig there and made millions and millions of dollars. And then, <laughs> oh, Jesus, he retired and um, went to Mexico and he got so bored he he packed it in there. And now he lives in New York and he's actually on Fox as the uh, the the voice of uh, you know crying in the wilderness for the other side of the uh, the equation against the Fox News people. Okay. Oh, my God. That's amazing that he's made right. that full circle around in the business. Huh? Yeah. And he's in New York. We had brunch with him there. We played in New York uh, 18 months ago in January of 2020. Yeah. And he took us out for brunch at this uh, the uh, Oscar Wilde uh, pub, which is this incredible place. Wow. And yeah. he's, he's done very well, but he's still a still a great guy and he told us i mean some of these things about working us in those days that we didn't know you know and it's uh it was it was it was those the 70s and the 80s as uh, james and i talk about with a lot of the guests on the show is uh, are obviously this such a special time in the industry because i know with listening and checking out your history is that i mean we all started out loving the beatles and what changed and that all changed us all forever and so and that they all you know gave us that kind of uh start to be here in america by uh you know well, well, we've, we've heard some of the tales about kenny batiste and some of these other guys <laughs> It was the Wild West back then, right? Oh yeah, it was pretty nuts. I, you know, I was lucky to stay on the sidelines with some of that situation because that's why I'm still here. Because <laughs> <laughs> being a record promoter, promoter all those years, and being a senior vice president, a national album director at Chrysalis, and all these different labels I was with. You know, and hanging out with all the radio folks and all the rock and roll bands and all the tour managers. I mean, it was. Um, it to try to keep everything in the check, you know, and I don't want this to be about me. It's about you guys. This interview, but well, we the, it, it was, it was pretty wild to keep it at your life in check as you know, and, it, and, and the B is it, rock stars like you guys. I mean, you had the, and the reason guy, your guys are still here. You, you kept yourself in good shape and took care of yourselves. Well, all things in moderation, including moderation. I think, right? Moderation is <laughs> yeah. the big word here. Yeah. Okay. Can we, can we, let's go back a little further. And I know, I know that you've had this conversation a lot, but uh, before you were the Kings, you were Whistle King yeah. and you guys were a bar band. I'm, I'm currently in Oakville. You guys are Oakville guys. And are you in Oakville? Yeah. I'm in Oakville. Yeah. And um, yeah, you guys went to OT, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> and Lindbergh school. Yeah. We went to Lindbergh originally. Very local guys. Back and uh, at the same time, but Whistle King. Yes. We were Whistle King at one point. Yeah. People were going, why, why, what's that mean? And we went, 
I don't know. But you, but you guys were playing things. I was, I was reading. You were playing covers. Sometimes you were playing covers, and you were playing things like uh, Peter Frampton or Super Tramp. Yeah, that's yeah. actually. Uh, we have a tape uh, right now. I don't. I, I think it's on Spotify. If it's not, it, it, anyway, we did. It's called the uh, Lost Tapes of a Seventies Bar Band, which we recorded in Oakville, and we used to do. Right. Uh, that's a cool name. That's a great name for some. Yeah, yeah it's a cool. Yeah, name. we used to do Super Tramp and Peter Frampton, and uh, oh yeah, Sons of Champlin, some really Sons wacky of Champlin. stuff. Yeah, some oh really yeah, out there stuff. Well, Jack yeah, was a, all that. I mean, yeah, yeah. And, uh, oh yeah, yeah. and um, and, and but we always sort of slipped in one of our one or two of our own songs. You know, yeah. we would say, "Here's a new song by by." Uh, by Springsteen, you know, whatever, I don't know. You play <laughs> okay, our song. Right. right. And the owner, people go, hey, that's pretty good. Yeah. I never haven't heard that Springsteen song before. Yeah, you never did Iggy stuff, did you? you never did. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we saw him a couple times. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, seeing him is, is visual for Iggy has always been a big deal. Okay. Yeah, but um, but we used to play a bunch of cover songs, and but we were always focused on writing songs. Mm -hmm. That was our main intention. And then as time went on, we started playing Cheap Trick and the Cars and Elvis right. Costello. Yeah, that, that makes sense. The, yeah, in the bars, and that's mm -hmm. when we started taking our material from sort of more prog rock, you know, which is to writing, trying to write hit songs, if you yeah. can say that. Right. Yeah. Um, three yeah. minute songs and. Uh, and that's where Switching to Glide came out. Was, was yeah, because the songs were all kind of long. So, I mean, to put, yeah. you know, because that was an issue. But fortunately, radio really loved, just loved the song so much that the six-minute version of uh, Switching well, to Glide. We're very lucky to get a five-and-a-half-minute segue on the was air. It? But, uh, uh, I don't, I, but did, did you know Bob Stroud in Chicago? He's a, been a DJ there forever. Yeah. And, yeah. But and, I, yeah, but that, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, we had lunch with him a few years ago in Chicago and he just, oh, did said, you? uh, you know, the first time he heard it, the segue, not just switching the glide, but this beat goes on because it starts with the lick that and yep. down, and, yeah. and, you know, Hey Judy, get Trudy. And yeah, he said that was the <laughs> Who are those girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we get asked that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every Trudy and every Judy and every Donna says that's our song. I, that's that's right. well, that, hey, that, that doesn't hurt. That's good. <laughs> but Bob right. Stroud, yeah, Bob Stroud. He said he, but yeah, he can always. He had um, hit ears. Hit he ears. He said. He said. As soon as he heard that song, he said, "I got hit ears. I knew it." Yeah. And that's the problem. Was it was so long. Electra didn't want to have it as a segue. They just wanted it as the two and a half minute switch in the glide. And that's what we played when we played on American Bandstand with Dick Clark. Right. Wow, that's a, we yeah. only played switching. We only played the half of it. And, it, you know, it doesn't work. I mean, it works, but it's not as good as the whole segue. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, Dick really put gave you a lot of credit. He did a good promo on you uh, before you, he, you know, you went on. Dick, Dick was a big supporter, I believe, of, of you guys. Well, he's it was, it was <laughs> surreal to be there. That's for yeah, sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Well, everybody that I know that ever was on the show to be there with Dick is I used to take artists to Philadelphia to be on the show. I mean, I got to meet him, but you know, it, it just the, the the people that I saw, but the, it, it was an honor to be on American Bands. Oh, yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. To this day, it's one of our biggest calling cards, you know. Yeah. Yeah. If you say, well, you know, we started a band and we, got good enough to be on American Bandstand people it's like oh yeah that's legit. yeah right right Canadian and, Canadians on yeah with Dick Clark that's that was a leap you know, no that's a big deal and, and to have <laughs> a legitimate hit song in the states is huge here yeah right well did your your first show was in what Denver Colorado oh the first big show in America we did the big heat wave show mm -hmm. here in Toronto at the end the last week of august in uh at most part yeah the heat oh. wave it was with elvis costello yep. and um, cool. um oh, talking heads sorry. <laughs> right before the police picnics i guess yeah 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 before yeah that, this yeah. was 19 yeah. 1980 this august of 80 i think the police picnics were 81 yep. we weren't we weren't here for those ones we were play, we were touring in the states ah, by that, uh -huh. that when the police picnics were on in oakville mm -hmm. But that was our big show we did. And then from there, we went and we opened up for Jeff Beck and uh, 
That's the, uh, the Denver show. <laughs> well, yeah, that was quite a story. I don't know if you want to put that out there, but that, oh, yeah, that, what, what a bummer. They hated us big time. We <laughs> well, and, but, but that wasn't fair. They didn't put, you know, they didn't put your name on the bill. No. I mean, then we you were, opened and everybody's we were, expecting it was last, Jeff Beck. It was a last minute addition to the show. The original the band that was supposed to be there wasn't on. I mean, you know, there was no, there was no opening back bands mentioned or anything but we had our agent got us the, okay. the gig to open up and we went oh this is great so we go traipsing out there and our my head you know like leopard skin tights on and tuxedo <laughs> on and this is the for a jeff beck uh, crowd, crowd they right. don't want to see us bunch you know? of long-haired guys waiting for 1974 or five to come oh, out and new wave yeah. comes out so as soon as the lights got up bright, there's us guys standing there, everybody instantly, boom, boom. <laughs> they were us and throwing stuff at us for our, oh, the whole half I, an hour. I love that. Set. They were, instead of waving back and forth, they were waving back and forth with their fingers. Oh, yeah, it was <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, my when God. I was, uh, when I was doing some research for the uh, documentary thing, I got hold of a, mm -hmm. a writer that worked for the Denver paper, um, and I got him on the phone and uh, I said, I play with a band called the Kings. And he said, <laughs> this is, you know, 30 years later. And, and he still remembers oh that. He said, I never saw a crowd treat. And this is, he reviewed hundreds of shows for the paper there. And he said, I never saw anything get treated like that. As well, I know that they said to you backstage that they were all embarrassed because yeah. people there, that, that Colorado people or great oh, yeah. people, nice people that, you know. Well, yeah, we we stood our ground. We played our set. We just yeah, you right to the end, plugging along. It was uh, it was um, amazing, really. Well, that reminded right. me a lot of. I think it was a year later that the Who decided it was a good idea to take Joe Jackson on their tour and headline. Oh, I saw <laughs> that. I saw that show. Oh, that that don't work. And Joe, no, poor Joe, work. got hot dogs and and Coke oh, bottles and. It was one particular hot dog that hit him. It was a fully <laughs> It had onions, hot onions, dog. onions and mustard. Yeah. yeah, I saw him get hit with that thing, and I thought, "Well, someone's got a good arm, but it's a terrible tragedy." For well, him. it's nice that someone takes you under their wing and puts you on a bill that puts you in front of that many people. But can someone please explain with a little context before you put the, the poor band out on <laughs> well, stage? Well, the night or two that we played in Texas, we opened up for Jeff again for a second time. <laughs> Well, did Jeff? Did, we, did you meet? Did, we did you meet coming. Jeff Beck? Did you meet him? No, we never met Jeff Beck. We oh, well, so he didn't know what what was opening for him? No, he no. Um, no, had no, no. idea. Mm. We met many other folks, but Jeff, that that was that first uh, that first few gigs we played. But that gig worked out fine. We it was it was great. Texas, and we, were, well, and we wore jeans and t shirts. <laughs> <laughs> so you learned your lesson yeah. in yeah, Colorado. And we yeah. opened for Ted Nugent about four or five years ago. Oh, God. Really? In, in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Yeah. And we didn't meet him either because, you know, and that was a disaster. I mean, we played okay, but I mean, the, he was. He treated the crowd terrible. He was oh, terrible he's not a nice man anyway. Yeah. I mean, he was saying racist. <laughs> this was Obama was just at the end of his time. Oh, no, yeah. He gets into that and that's awful. It was awful. I mean, we played fine and it was a good gig and everything, but uh, but we were just, everybody was just shaking. The crowd started leaving because he was oh. just obnoxious. Was, and, there, and there's black people in the crowd too, you know. Yeah. He was, oh. it, was it was awful. It was awful. Oh. Wow. wow. Yeah. So you've had some mismatches as far as uh, your your tour manager putting you wow. together on a. <laughs> but then we've done some great shows. We've opened up for Bob Seger, and we've well, opened yeah, up Bob for um, the Beach Boys and Eric Clapton. Oh. Um, new. But speaking of mismatches, we we did Robert <laughs> Palmer one time. Uh, <laughs> Robert Palmer. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's a good deal. I like Robert Palmer. The, the, yeah. Doing stuff with Seeger being a, a Detroiter. I mean, did you do more than one or uh, multiple oh, shows? One at uh, Lancaster Stadium in Ottawa. Is that? Oh, okay. Or Lansdowne. 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 Yep. Lansdowne Park. Yeah, it was a football stadium. And, yep. uh, yeah, I mean, boy, he's he's really good. He had a lot of, he sold that place out. Oh, you know. Great. Uh huh. So, so you didn't do any shows with him in the States? No, unfortunately not. Um, Okay. But we opened for Peter Noon one time, I think. Okay. No, he opened for us. He opened for oh, us. Okay. okay. Well, that's better. At a bar in upstate New York someplace, Peter Noon. And Joan Jett opened up for us once, too. Really? Joan Jett? Wow. Yeah, yeah she's at, one of my uh, fans. Yeah, I like Joanie. 
that place in New Haven, uh, Connecticut. Um, oh my God. Wow. Okay. Okay. But anyway, but uh, no, we played with lots of uh, lots of <laughs> Gary Newman. Was that in cars, man? That would yeah, be well. That yeah, would be a, right. that would be a good a solid <laughs> yeah. match. Yeah. And the tubes. We opened up for the tubes okay. at, at the Milwaukee Casino. That oh was my pretty God. wacky. All yeah, well, the tubes. Yeah, that that you know, uh, free will bill, free bill, free will, free way bill. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And his character was what Quaalude. Quaalude. <laughs> 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 I know that was really popular. My God. <laughs> so it would when switching the glide was such a big song for you, as well as you know, uh, you know this beat goes on it, it just it just seems to the one switch in the glide seems to resonate over um the beat goes on doesn't it i mean yeah it, well if, if we're gonna drop a name yeah. you know i i would always say you know, we had this song called switching the glide i wouldn't say we yeah. have a song called this beat goes on right because i think the, the reason i think that that's good is that the obviously switching the glide uh appeals to both the rock audience the air airplay as well as the pop top 40 airplay and yeah so you get both because i i don't think uh this this beat goes on got much play at rock radio well it, it, the segue got it only did well when it was the whole segue so yeah. oh um, i see okay when switching to glide came out it didn't do much and then we were pressuring uh, with the uh the promo department at electra were on our side and said you should put out the whole segue yeah yeah and that's when the phones started to ring, you know, at radio. Well, right, Jack, the big the big rock station in the 80s and 90s here in Toronto uh, was Q107. And Q107 got on board. I think they got on board pretty early. And it's been one of the staples in their in their playlist for 40 yeah, years. That whole chorus network across Canada has yeah. been great for us. Yeah, it's, uh, right. So when you when you got this thing started, it was you, you did in your career you started and won a contest with chum in, in, yeah, in toronto right. chum fm it was um it was at the it was the 100th anniversary of recorded music or something was the contest with the reason why there was a contest and there was and this was the first time they ever did that it was the first homegrown contest ever mm -hmm. and it was just pre q107 there was no q107 right. yet it was uh, right. chum was the big fm station right there was uh -huh. It was new FM, and um, it was a hundred and uh, I forget how many five hundred entries or so. People, or I don't know how exactly how many. Anyway, we got chosen in the top ten, and we went and there were, they actually had a recording studio set up in the automotive building in at the exhibition with the plexiglass windows and everything, so people could come and look and it was like, you were like fishing in the in the in the, in the fishbowl, you know. Yep. Right. And they're playing and working on music, and we met um, Jack. Jack Richardson in there. Right. Oh wow! This is how we sort of got into Nimbus originally in the first place right. to yeah. do our album. But yeah. anyway, so we won it. We won it with a song called "Turn My Face to the Wall," which ended up becoming "Don't Let Me Know." <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. And we won it, and uh, we were going, hey, woohoo, woohoo, we're in the big time. We got lunch. Our prize was a lunch, and they got dinner. Where did they take you to lunch? At the Ports of Call on Young Street. <laughs> okay, okay. That was what we got. And later on, bands were getting recording contracts and all kinds of stuff. You know, well, we got, we got yeah. lunch. Yeah. And, 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 and we were turned down by every label in Canada. <laughs> well, that's that's par for the course, I guess, at that time. Yeah. They were looking for a hit. But uh, so that's how you wound up at Nimbus. You talked to Jack Richardson before you went to Nimbus. Yeah. Yeah. We met him. And then, of course, we'd known about uh, we, we we recorded some of our first sessions at a place called Captain Audio, which was just up Hazleton from from Nimbus on the same street at the corner yeah. of yep. uh, and, uh, and uh, Davenport, and okay. uh, I mean, it was a great little studio. Um, and we had some actually some of the stuff we did there sounds better than this, our demos from Nimbus. <laughs> well, it's funny if you had not gone to Toronto and you'd gone the other way on the QEW and gone to Hamilton to Grand Avenue and maybe worked with Daniel Anwat, could have yeah. turned out differently. Well, that's right, too. Yeah, but we're pretty blessed in that, uh, you know, Bob came along and saw something in us we didn't find out till recently uh 
that he was scouting other bands in Toronto because we know we know a guy that said uh, his band was being looked at by Bob as well. And so we were very happy that uh, that he chose us. But I mean, you know, we were better than them. <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it. on zero. <laughs> but, but I'm still trying to I'm still trying to connect between uh, when you guys were a Whistle King and playing prog rock to the first album that you wrote and you started recording it before you got uh, Bob Ezrin's help, but you were, were you writing? I mean, no one was saying, Hey, I'm doing a new wave album this year, but you were, you weren't writing traditional rock and you knew that, right? Well, we were kind of the prog rockers and then we won that contest with don't let me know. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of a pop song. And then we just, and then we started playing after that. And the next year we started working on the cheap trick stuff and the cars and all that. And we were just, you know, aware that that is where this is going now, this so-called new wave, you know? Yeah. I mean, we weren't a punk band uh, because we were, uh, you know, two good musicians, if you can say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like, you, you could say that, yeah. 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 We didn't just write one chord, two chord songs. Yeah. We had yeah. some more complicated progressions, you know? But and, when we were Whistle King, we played at the Oakville Center uh, back be, just before we became the Kings, okay. and we played some of the songs we had then were like eight, nine minute long songs, but the songs were long and complicated, and they weren't hits by any means. And we learned our lesson. We had so many ideas that we would stick some dumb, oh, oh yeah, creative thing in the middle of a normal song just to make it complex. And it was, you know. <laughs> well, it, I guess that was, you know, you'd hear people like uh, Max Webster, they were sort of doing a Mothers of Invention sort of thing for a while too. Very much Frank Zappa for right, sure. Yeah, yeah. All that, that, that's what was in the, that was big at the time. And then, you know, when I think the, the new wave movement, like the cars and yep. and anybody, any of those in that area, that time frame. it changed everything. Made it, let's get back to his hit songs. Let's get back to three minute, you know, Radio play, let's get some decent, easy listening, have fun music. Well, I still remember my brother coming home with a bag from uh, Sam the Record Man with a few. He did this every Friday, but he opened it up and pulled out this shiny black album with graffiti, The Kings Are Here on it. And I immediately went, what is that? And <laughs> I waited. He doesn't know now, but I waited until he was out of the house and I recorded it on a cassette and stole it from him immediately because <laughs> he wouldn't let me hear it. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, that, that album... I think of that album, Split Ends, The Cars, um, Gary Newman, all, and, and Elvis Costello. That was a giant shift in the landscape. And you guys were a, a huge part of it for Canada and the States, I guess, with that hit. Well, we're very lucky that, you know, we were signed to a, a major in Electra in L.A. We weren't signed to a Canadian subsidiary, subsidiary right. because That's good. they had the clout. And, you know, it led us to have a legitimate hit in the U.S., whereas... You know, so many Canadian bands never did, like Trooper or Blue Rodeo or David Wilcox or mm -hmm. Kim Mitchell or, yeah. you know, any of those people, um, you know, switching, charted and and reached millions and millions of people at, yeah. at the right age when it was all, you know, young people getting in and rock and roll radio still ruled. It was, it yeah. was the biggest thing ever. Right. 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 It was, you know, and we were all young and growing up and and. And it was, you were still allowed to smoke in the bars. Remember that? You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And they had rock bars with stages, you know, with oh, lights man. and all that kind of stuff all set up. You just come in and play. And then there was a whole circuit, right, of rock bars right. that you could yeah. play all over from Detroit to, you know, anywhere. Everywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And it was great. And of course, that's all gone by the wayside now, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. all, it's so changed. It's amazing now. It's just, yeah. uh, so are you tour are you playing currently? Are you touring? We haven't played our last gig was pretty much that show in New York that we played in January of 2020. Oh, and we're playing Hamilton for the so yeah, we did a benefit in Hamilton, but uh, uh -huh. other than that, that's been yeah. it. But we're we're talking, we have a new manager that we're working with, and uh we're hoping to get out more next year. Uh -huh. Um but we've done a few things like uh TV things and um you know here and there. We got uh, some, we got presented with some awards in this past year. So we've actually had a good year, even though we haven't been out on the road playing. So right. yeah. I mean, things have worked out for us. Yeah. But well, it's also, been difficult to tour. It's been difficult to tour anyway. So, 
you know, trying to get on a tour or something like that would be great for you coming oh, up. I, one of the things we'd like to do is this, uh, do you know Richard Blades? You know, he's a big guy in, in, in Los Angeles, right? Mm -hmm. he, um, yeah. he puts on some of these uh, 80s shows with Flock of Seagulls and uh, he just did right. one at the Greek Theater in LA a couple of weeks ago. Right. So, and, I mean, yeah, those kind of shows would be really great for you to be on too because you still have a lot of fans here in America. Yeah. And I, I sometimes he's taken that all over the country and doing sheds and that kind of show, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I look at some of the bands they have on there and like, we're better known than some of them. Right. We can still play. We can still do live shows. No problem. We get up there and blast it. We don't jump, jump around quite as much as we used to. <laughs> I, I saw those we videos, man. More, more wow, around. those are like workout videos, man. Jeez. But we still sound great. We still sound the same. So we just put Oh, that's all. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dave, right. Dave, you guys, the, the last um, album that you did, you had Circle of Friends, Man That I Am. Is that the last album that you put out? Was that the single That's one? just a single that we did. And uh, that's going to be on our new album that we are working towards right now. Well, so, mm -hmm. David, I got to tell you, I mean, as soon as you get into that growl, you can't tell that that wasn't from The Kings Are Here. <laughs> that's it, it's, Thanks. It, it's, no, no, I've been holding on. My voice has been holding on pretty good. I think, uh, I don't know how or why, but I quit smoking. That's one thing. Yeah, that's one big deal, I think. But and uh, actually, we got Bob to mix that. Yeah, uh, Bob. We worked with Bob in Nashville on that one. He mixed it in Nashville. Oh, cool! So you got back together with Bob. Well, he's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but we are good friends, and he, I mean, and he, what about that friendship, huh? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. What about your neighborhood, your friendly neighborhood producer, yeah, right? Uh, right. He's in business. <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you, you know, that our first album that's on Partyitis. Yep. The big woo-hoo in the background. Yep. Really. Well, we were doing, we had people in the studio with us making the noise. Well, it didn't quite get you. And there's a the one part that goes, ah. Yep. So it didn't quite get to this, the, the, the big boom that we wanted. So Bob says, He's going to street east with, we had a party and he streaked the party <laughs> and had micro, we had microphones all set up and nobody knew only us in the band knew he was going to streak the party. Oh and then, man, so we had mics on and recording and he came running through and it's like, what? <laughs> so that's how you achieve that's that. How we got the really good uh, woohoos in that song. Well, I always <laughs> like the beer bottles in the background too. I mean, you're truly, oh, yeah, truly Canadian, truly right. Canadian. Well, I mean, I was listening to, I've been listening to the album, uh, The Kings Are Here, on and off in the last couple of weeks. And when I first uh, started listening to it again, I knew every single note that was coming up. It was like you guys had, it wasn't just that hit for people. Because, I mean, and this was the advantage of, of 1980. You didn't go out or you didn't stream one song. If you wanted the song, you went out and you bought the album. And if you weren't, if you were lazy and you sat across the room from the record player, you wouldn't get up to, to do anything. So you'd listen to side one and listen to side two. Oh, now, yeah, for sure. For a, what do they call that? A one, you put it down and it just plays the whole side of the album. It's, and then you flip it over and play the other side. And the <laughs> yeah. part, you just leave it on, right? So when you put that album together, I mean, this beat goes on and Switch into Glide is, is obviously number one and two on the song list. Did you arrange it so everything was at the front or did you... I mean, what was the thought process? Do you remember that? Uh, just the sequence. You just work on the sequence like that to, so that it flows in a cohesive way from one to the other. And then, um, you know, especially side one, right? Because yeah. you want that to, you know, people are going to, that's why you load it with a hit number one. Right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Out of the and gate. You know, that's a signature song for us. That's so right. Mm -hmm. That had to be first. And then, uh, yeah. but you know, but any anytime you're trying to put an album together, the sequence is very important. You gotta you go over a different order and try to structure it so that one thing goes to the other in a, in a cohesive way. So nowadays, um, you're not you're probably not putting out an album. You're going to be putting out singles. Are you going to be putting out anything? We're going to be physical? doing both. I mean, Circle of Friends, Man That I Am, that was the latest single, and then. Well, I know so. We have a song called I Know So. Have you seen that one? I know so. It's really excellent. Okay. Um, video that we made for that one too that just came out a couple months ago and that's going to be so i know so check it out it's going to be cool oh, yeah good. okay i will everybody yeah. i know uh, so and also <laughs> and all horns and stuff it's great yeah and uh, 
And then we had this other experimenter, uh, this guy, Joel, that we're working with. Uh, you know, a lot of radio stations are online now, you know, that kind right, of- Right, well, the uh, streaming, internet, uh-huh. Internet yeah. stuff. And we had this kind of ballad uh, called When Dreams Come True. And he said, well, let's send it to this country station. And so, okay, well, we did that. And then kind of forgot about it. And a couple months later, it was number five on their chart, you know. Wow. <laughs> and that was just this thing that we didn't promote it or doing anything with it because we haven't put it out or released it or anything. It's just, it just was only on that one kind of station. And it and, was a cut country, huh? Yeah, and it's it's not really a country song, but we're calling it's, it's, the, it's the best wedding song, like you know, first dance wedding song you ever heard. You know, have to check it out. It's called "When Dreams Come True." Yeah, when dreams come true. Huh? Yeah. Okay. So these are a couple of the songs that we're working on for the new album. I'll send mm-hmm. it to you. But, cool. Uh, yeah. But, so wh- know, where was the country station that played this? It was in in, in Canada. It was in somewhere in Toronto, I think. Oh, okay. Ontario. And um, just an internet station. Oh, an internet station. Okay. Yeah, but the guy, you know, it was like one of these things where we didn't, you know, it was one of these, we didn't promote it or get back in touch with them. We just sent them, <laughs> sent, sent the, the file over. To see how it did. And I kind of yeah. forgot about it. And then, yeah. you know, three months later. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it did that. It went to yeah, <laughs> yeah. the top five records. It oh. goes top five. And it's like. Yeah. Hmm. That's, no, that's something that's something to look at look at possibly yeah, yeah. yeah do it no it's do a it. strong song we actually that one was mixed by terry brown who was russia's producer right for a long yeah. Time. Yeah. he likes that song too he said this is a great song let me mix it because we want to see we're, we feel that we are capable of producing and writing and doing all that kind of stuff but if you want it to sound like a real record you got to get somebody like bob or terry or you know yeah. bob clear mountain or somebody like that to mix it the, those guys really they put the icing on the cake right, right. well as as uh, two great you know writers of songs and stuff like have you ever thought of writing uh music for uh, anyone else during this you know because of your success well i mean it would <sighs> be more of a whether there's a song that they we can't yeah, we're <laughs> tailoring it for somebody. That, that'd be weird. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. we, we haven't done that at all, really. No, okay. we've, we've written TV and radio commercials. You know, we've done beer commercials and and uh, chocolate bar commercials really? and stuff like that <laughs> oh. kind of stuff. But as far as a, a song for somebody else, well, we've got lots of great songs. You can just come and choose. You can come and choose what we got. You know, like, right. you know, like uh, look at the dresses on the on the on the rack. You know, uh-huh. we have that all seventy five songs on Spotify now or something. So there's all kinds of them on there. And when we also just had a movie <laughs> placement earlier this year too, um, in a Canadian made movie with Eric McCormack from Will and Grace okay. as the star of it. Not sure when that's coming out. Um, and we re-recorded Switching to Glide. Uh, you guys probably know about bands that are doing this in order to get around the old record company contracts. Right. If you own your publishing, we got our publishing back about 10 years ago. Oh, right. good. And we tried to get our masters back. But we didn't manage to do that, even though we got our- Who has them? Electric? Electric. Yeah, Warner, yeah. 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 I guess it's with Rhino now. We had to do- uh, we were lucky though to get them to renegotiate our deal, and so we've actually. Well, does Rhino it. have the right to release it? Yeah, they have the uh, the original masters, but we, uh-huh. what we did was re-record it with the original guys, and try to make it sound as much like the original as we can, so that uh-huh. we control okay. that master and we own our publishing, so that if we wanted to, right. That that placement there, we could uh, just uh, agree to whatever terms they wanted if, if we were happy about it. Mm-hmm. So, so, so when did you do that? Uh, over the summer. Yeah, over the last year or two, we recorded it, and then uh, we kind of got kickstarted because this this uh, music supervisor in Vancouver approached us about using it, and that's when we uh, finished it and got it mixed in that. And, and she said that she also had a placement in it from BTO and Loverboy, and they were remakes as well. Really? Oh, cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, so people are, and, and Bob Ezrin told us that Alice Cooper has done a bunch of remakes yeah. as well. So he said, that's what everybody's doing. They get away from the original recording. <laughs> right. If you've got the same guys playing right. and singing. That's a good idea. And you own the, produ- the publishing, re-record it. Yeah, yes. right. so if you hear something on a commercial 
that sounds like Alice Cooper, but it's not quite. Yeah. It's, it is him, but it's a remake of one of his songs, you know. Oh, wow, that's great. Well, that's a good idea to do. Have you released it yet? Is it released? No, it's just going to, we're not going to release it, release it, because, you know, the video uh, uh, for Switch and the Glide that we made that you've seen, yeah. you know, it's got four and a half million plays now. It's in, yep. you know, it gets lost. You don't want to confuse it. No. And so we figure that for movies or commercial or something, yeah, we'll use the remake. We'll use the remake. And, gotcha. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it sounds pretty good. You know, we're pretty happy with it. And actually, we just signed an arrangement with a a guy that's going to do more of that plugging for us. He he's, uh, shops all kinds of stuff to movies and TV. And so um, we oh, just that's really good. That's important. Speak about that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Interesting. Because it's never yeah. been in a commercial, and you'd think that it'd be a natural for that. You know? Yeah, well, it's a really, you know, uh, I know with the demographic that you're in uh, with that song, you know, the 45 plus, I mean, it would definitely react to it. I mean, switching to Glide, it sounds like a car commercial. It's switching well, to, yeah. you, I mean, it yeah, sounds we actually, like... we actually made a fake car commercial. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah, it's on our YouTube channel, The Kings Are Here. Really? And- I made a little 30 second spot and lifted. Uh, there was a, a European Mercedes commercial. Oh, wow. We, I, we, our editor, That's we got good. together and stole some of the footage from that. And so it's because it says, Me and Zero request you in the Mercedes. Right. So it's the guy right. driving down the road, except He's got a dog in the back seat, and so that's who Zero is. In, in oh, the, right. So it's back to that. Relate. Yeah, I got yeah, that. Yeah, a lot that, of people think Zero is a dog's name or something. Right, right. Zero request you in the Mercedes. Yeah. So it, it's a pretty good one, too. You oh, can, that would be a fun video to see. Oh, you know, with, and yeah, the dog's yeah. like, all oh, happy me and Zero yeah. request you right. in the Mercedes. Yeah. Well, I mean, especially with all the electric cars coming out now. I mean, <laughs> yeah, switch, right, switch into Glide. Yeah, that would be a good. Well, we, we turned down a Timbit commercial. Yeah, they wanted us to be. A, we they wanted this switch of the guy for ten bits, and we said no, we're not doing that. wasn't w- wasn't enough for in donut money, I guess, for that. You got to get uh, like uh, Seeger got like uh, uh, like a rock yeah. for. Uh, yeah, all right, yeah, for, GMC. Yeah. I think it was. That yeah, that was big. But at the time, at the time, you know, the money they offered, like, you know, we always said that you know selling out is one thing, but it would have to be life-changing money you know yeah like, like no real- i don't think anybody that wouldn't be a bad thing at all anymore i mean yes yeah. and I mean, so you know but for a few grand it's like in a donut commercial no that's no. not right now well but everything <laughs> you know? everything's flipped i mean the younger people newer acts now are putting things out immediately just doing what we would call selling out because as you know now it's not the money's not in the albums it's in the concert tour and if you can't do that because of a worldwide pandemic then the only thing you yeah. can do is sell your music to people yeah. right that's right we're, we're willing to uh you know and this this like a commercial is different than a movie of course right you know because you know having it in a movie is a, is a good thing and a, a commercial you go well because you're really a, attaching yourself to a product true then, yeah um, you'll hear, yeah. You hear the switch, and you'll think of Timbit. You know, I don't know. Well, it's yeah. like it's no. like um, uh, Rise Up, Parachute Club. <laughs> you you think of French fries from McCain now, I guess, don't yeah, you? Yeah, it's a, that's a great song, though. It is. It? it is. It's a really good song. And Mercedes, it would be a natural, you'd think, because we mentioned oh, you know, yeah. me and Zero in the Mercedes. Yeah. But they don't seem to have much of a sense of humor in their commercials. <laughs> no, they're pretty straight you, ahead. You mean that's not a, like a solid German sense of humor? A lot of German comedians, no? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm a> German comedian. <laughs> oh, so you got to get not, into yeah. one of the GM's Ford, Chevrolet, something, you know. Yeah. Jeep. That's where we're at with that. Um, but yeah. we hope to get more placements. That would be good. That would be good. Right. Yeah. We're working on some new stuff, and it's, um, you know, me and him are still working together. We still are friends, and uh, we're still alive. Oh yeah, <laughs> and we I still can... play. Still got fingers, right? And I can still scream a little bit. Yeah. So I'm we're good to go. Yeah, you guys sound great. But the that video though that you did for Switching to Glide, that was a lot of keyboard players you went through in that. <laughs> We've been through a lot of drummers too. <laughs> well, like uh... Spinal Tap or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> We've had more drummers than anything. We've had at least 30 drummers. Jeez. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> not all good. <laughs> not all good. Huh? No. Mm-hmm. We had a blind one once in Texas. We never never, never met him before. We, we had a yeah, guy. Oh, we had some gigs in Texas. Come down, we had a drummer. He's blind, but 
But then, well, that didn't work out very well. No. Wow. <laughs> Good drummer, though. Well, I guess the uh, I guess the internet is, has um, solved a lot of issues for for things like um, zero. Because I I mean we remember as we were younger when we heard that song and we were thinking who is zero. I remember a lot of people talking about that. And if you didn't own the album, there was nowhere you could find out anything. Everything was just your brother told you it was so and so or something. Which is <laughs> I guess is why you've been putting up with all this crap over the years about all these girls saying I was this girl and I was this girl. <laughs> right. But now Maybe. you can prove them wrong with the internet. Yeah, and for the record, there was no Judy or Trudy. It was just a, a song idea. So. And Donna right. rhymes with Toronto. Yeah, Toronto, Toronto. Toronto. With the with no with two T's. No, Only just one just one T. That's that's it's just like the American way of saying Montreal is. You know, we 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 say it with a U instead of Montreal. So mm -hmm. you, can, Montreal, yeah. you can pick out the Canadians just by the name of the cities. <laughs> Toronto. For sure. Anyway, mm -hmm. so that's what we've been doing. We're working. We're going to have an album out next year. Right. Full yeah. album. Well, I hope so. I, I hope you guys get back out on the road again and have some great dates and then tour. Well, we'll get together and uh, we hope to. We love playing in a, actually, we only played in LA and we did the Dick Clark show and that weekend we played at the Whiskey. Oh, oh did you play the Whiskey? Nice. Yeah, well, that's great. That was cool. We played at that El Ray Theater or something. Well, we played the El Ray once a few years ago too. Uh, uh, that which is a neat place mm -hmm. but uh yeah <laughs> it would be great to have you back and so you could play the, either the hollywood bowl with a, a couple other groups or the greek yeah. or some those are great places to play yeah that would be a thrill do you, yeah. do you think you guys are going to do vinyl for the album well that's we were just talking about that about <laughs> half an hour ago is that uh, uh, a friend of ours uh, has made an album and he was researching getting vinyl made and yep. they're six months to get vinyl made right now right they're so busy you know that that you can't get it done you know and depending on your project and how far ahead you want to you know organize i, I suppose yeah we lost all the record plants in the in the 90s i guess and we're left with what we have all the, all the equipment got sold and somebody in burlington and here somewhere bought all the equipment or something and yeah. just opened up his own yeah but they're going great you know gangbusters now with all of because it sells more than cds now in some places mm -hmm. well it's a very cool thing to get back to you can you can include liner notes that people our age can read you know you can include you can include information like you used to like a human being rather right. than just throwing a song at people and saying listen to this and leave it at yeah. that it's more of an engagement i guess well, I did the A-B on my system at home with the CD versus the vinyl because we had a Japanese pressing of the vinyl. Okay. The vinyl sounds way better. Yeah. It's just it's got something. I don't know what it is. It just sounds better. Yeah, the, people like the warmth. But, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, the CD is, is no longer a, a thing. I mean, we've been asking people, are you going to create CDs? Are you going to do albums? But I mean, streaming seems to be the easiest thing. And when it comes to the numbers that you have to pay for to produce these things, streaming seems like a... I was thinking that uh, I think that some people are doing it already, but putting, you know, selling memory sticks, because you could have vid videos on there, True. you could have, uh, you know, uh, all kinds of different media on there, yeah. uh, mm -hmm. biographies or whatever you want. Right. Uh, well, everybody's still making CDs, though. I mean, they're yeah. still making them. I mean, you can get them on their websites. You can get them. They're, yeah. Everybody that they're still making CDs out there. And actually, uh, it, you know, the record store days they have here in America, CDs still sell and uh, albums sell at the same time. So it's it's still a big ad. To make a, a CD and an album available, um, I know the cost involved is, is it is. But yeah. the thing is, that's what sells. Yeah. Mm. Except they don't—they don't have a so, CD player. So you even car. make them so that they're <laughs> yes. available on your website, you know? Oh yeah, we we do a lot through our website, t-shirts, right? Right. So, yeah, so. You've, you've got to be your own store, but uh, yeah, no colored mm -hmm. co guys, colored vinyl. We all want colored vinyl now. So. Yeah, I can't do that. Sure. <laughs> but uh, sometimes our uh, merchandise sales—it's uh, you know a t-shirt or something, mm -hmm. and and. It's you know because you get the mailing address and sometimes they look at well where is that and <laughs> in the U.S. they're in the middle of nowhere yeah you know it's like how did they find out about us you know and there's going to be the one guy in this little town wearing his Kings T-shirt which is great <laughs> right you know um, I mean the 
if you look at a map of Lake Superior that's sort of shaped like a dog's head and there's a little peninsula that sticks out there, there's a guy on that peninsula <laughs> with a king's t-shirt. <laughs> I know. Well, there, you know, your stuff is collectibles for that. <laughs> well, you can track your fans now. You, you know exactly where everyone is who's writing in yeah. to, to, to get to. And, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, I was talking the other day about some of the people we've met, you know, through the band of, through uh, and through the internet it, thank god it came along because yeah. you know mm -hmm. uh, so many we reached so many people with the uh initial release of switching to glide and all that and now they can find us yeah you know on the internet and that's how we hear from so many people is you know uh, haven't seen this and and the video with all those millions of plays now yeah you know yeah. we we answer the comments every day about that you know yeah it's um, good to stay in touch with that, that through your you have to, I think, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have to with this, with the this and day and age. You have to stay on top of that stuff. You know. Yeah. We've had a year and a half of of being captive and not having any live music. Are you guys? Have you guys been thinking about maybe putting a tour together with some other like-minded acts? Well, yeah. It's funny too. because we'd like to. Um, we were uh, actually before this thing. We were talking with. Uh, our friends in Teenage Head about maybe doing some shows together. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. With Gene, the drummer. And then he got COVID and was, oh, they the did. Oh. He was in the ICU for a month. Wow. Um, the, the drummer for Teenage Head, Gene Champagne. And he's, he got out of it and he's back home. And he said just a couple of weeks ago in one of his yeah. posts that he's played his drums again for the first time. So, oh, wow. I mean, he had it really bad. Well, yeah. I had, a, we had, um, Another local guy, we had Rob Pruce on a few weeks ago, and he says to say hi. Yeah, Rob is great. He's great. Yeah. Well, it's amazing how much talent was between Oakville and Burlington it, it, and, and Saga. And I mean, it's it's kind oh, of, yeah. if you pull them out, it, it, there's, there's a lot. Yeah. yeah, there's lots. I mean, well, there's, we've done lots of, I mean, we talked about some of the bigger U.S. international bands we played in, but we played with so many Canadian bands as well across the country. You know, with the spoons many times, teenage head many times, yeah. Wilcox and uh, Kim Mitchell and Trooper and uh, mm -hmm. Harlequin and April Wine and Chilliwack, Jeff, Chilliwack and Jeff. Is <laughs> April Wine still going? April Wine is still going. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I like to rock. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there's. <laughs> doesn't doesn't everyone do that when they get near their drummer's kit? <laughs> he keeps a bell in a, right. in a road case, and there's a special case oh, yeah. for that bell. They have to unpack it, put it up on his drum set. So ding, 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 ding. Everyone wants to do that. Sure. Everybody wants that. Yeah. Well, Garth Brooks said that. That's one of the reasons he's a showman because he saw April Wine when he was a kid. <laughs> Is that right? That's yeah. Cool. yeah, yeah. And he said that's that blew his mind. Some of the stuff they were doing, right? So well, that track I mean, is still getting played in a lot of cities oh, too. I like to rock. I heard it on KLOS here in Los yeah. Angeles oh, the other yeah. day. I know. I can't believe it. Well, there's yeah. yeah, there's a new movie coming out that's got a uh, an old uh, April Wine song on it. I, I just saw a commercial for it yesterday. And I thought, oh, good. Well, good for them. Well, they're one of those bands that you, you sort of go, oh, do I know them? And then you go to see them, you go, oh, I know that too. Yeah. Oh, I know that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. It's the same. We played at a fest, uh, thing in outside of Chicago with 38 Special, and I thought, who are these guys? I know the name. but Oh, well, 38's big in the States. You should, you oh, should, yeah. for sure. Then they started playing the songs. You go, oh, I know that one. Yep. I know that one. I know right. that one. Very huge band down there. We all and uh, Molly Hatchet. We opened for them. Well, once. There's another one. Yeah, big. <laughs> you know, um, was it Point Blank? Was it another Point one? Blank's another? Yeah, yeah. Not quite as big as the other ones, but no, no. Yeah. That's yeah. And so it's you know you just keep going and try to. So it, if you got a manager, do you think you'll be able to uh, have this new manager you're 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 dealing with now get you on a tour? Well, we're hoping so, yeah. At least, and already, especially with you got this new music coming out, the tour mm -hmm. behind that would be yeah. good. Well, yeah. we were talking today about that with him, and he said mm -hmm. that, I mean, he uh, he knows, uh, he he brought, he was the manager of a band called The Headstones here. That, that oh, yeah. he oh, I remember back. The Headstones. Hugh Dillon. Yeah, we love them. Yeah. Yeah, his name's Joe Bamford, and he, he brought them to prominence. And he also co-managed uh, Glass Tiger with our old manager, uh, Gary Pring. And, yeah, Glass uh, Tiger. And yeah. with Derek Sutton in the States, he was their manager. Uh -huh. and, right. And um, 
And Joe also owned a tour bus company, so he knows tons of people from that. And he also puts on shows in Florida. And so he's, uh, he's very well connected. And so he's already talked to a lot of agents and promoters and all that. Well, good. That's helpful. Yeah, we're that's all helpful. looking at next year now, though. I mean, right. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if you kick around on Facebook, uh, I'm in a, you know, one of these Canadian rock uh, groups. Yeah. There is, there are so many still crazed fans out there wanting to hear all this stuff still. I mean, it, oh, yeah. it's, it's not like it's a static thing where people are just saying, Oh, I remember this, or I remember that people are fanatical about Canadian rock still. I, I, Oh yeah. It's, it's something that, that isn't going away. So hopefully you guys um, have a, a year or two of, of some festivals that'll pop up. Cause I'm sure that everyone's going to want to create festivals just to get out of this and get back to that. I think so. Yeah, it's funny. We got asked. We got asked last week to do one um, on Manitoulin Island, as you know, it's just up uh, near Sudbury. There. Yeah. We got the call on the Monday for a Friday gig. It was like, you know, uh, that's a little too. That's a little tight. Yeah. I've got to do laundry. I can't make it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just, we didn't know where our drummer was and the red keyboard player. Nobody knew. You know, we we couldn't just throw it together that fast. It was the two more days we would have probably been able to get something together. Yeah. Who else did they have? Uh, that lined that up was with the uh, Streetheart and the Killer Dwarves. I think. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> wow, <laughs> those I haven't heard of. Those now Jack's going, "Who the hell is that?" I don't know about those. Yeah, I don't like well, hopefully, um, everything is going to come right back, roaring right back, and there'll be music everywhere. And you guys, it sounds like you guys are going to have. Uh, a lot of a catalog just at the ready to get going once you can start pressing oh, things. That's what we've been hoping for, and that's what we're planning on. So, yeah. uh, and we've got some goods. We got some goods when we're ready. We're ready. Good. Yeah. When it's ready. The time is right. Well, we will direct uh, all of your fans and the people who are just finding out about you, which I don't know what rock you'd have been living under to not know about you guys, <laughs> yeah. but but we're going to let them know too. And it, yeah, we, we'll... need, we need Jack to work radio for us. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I still do. I still have my hand on that a bit, uh, but uh, it's it's a difficult world to do that, you know, these days. So uh, it's uh, you have to really be careful about taking people's money and expecting a lot out <laughs> expecting yeah, a lot to happen these days. It's, it's, it's a difficult process. It's really difficult. Everything yeah. has really been screwed up for a year and a half or more. It's yep. Oh yeah. And then on top of that, that's even made it even worse. So it, it's, it hasn't been good because I was working with a lot of touring bands too. And so oh. in the classic rock bands, I was working with three dog night and, yeah. uh, yeah. uh -huh. I have some of those friends and Danny Hutton's still the singer in that band, but, uh, Right. You know, but, we, were uh, yeah. that, we were talking about that too, that some of the older bands, yeah, you know, they, they from the early days, they don't have many years left to be out there touring. And uh, this yeah. is taking up a big chunk. Well, of Danny's the only one in that it, band. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And so they still tour and it's all about those songs and they still have, they've got, they've replaced Corey and Chuck and all that stuff in the right. band and Mike and everything. And uh, it, but it's those songs and they sound just like three dog night. And, right. but so it's really about the songs, you know? Yeah. And so I mean, just think of the stones, you know, they could have had another year and a half with Charlie playing gigs. Oh yeah. Like oh, I know that was a heartbreaker. It's, uh, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah. yeah that, and, yeah. and then you've got Phil Collins that, uh, is uh, doing all he can to, to get out on stage, but there's he's pretty limited these days. Yeah, or yeah. Willie is 88 now, right? Yeah, Willie Nelson. So, yeah, Willie's boy, he's is hanging he though? in he's, there, he's boy. Fine. It's that pot, man. I'm telling you that, but he'll tell oh, you too. Smoking that pot has saved his life. Sur surprised he didn't move to Canada a couple of years ago. I know. <laughs> hey, listen, I just heard that the road manager for the Stones just passed away too, and so oh, that was it. Yeah, so um, I forget who oh, he was. Brother. He also worked with some other people, but he was the Stones' longtime road manager. So that's got them in a you know quandary too. So, well, nothing. Yeah, it's still the Stones. Uh, they're so great. <laughs> yeah, well, they're still going to go out on that tour. It's coming yeah. up. They're still that's doing right. it. Oh yeah, it's still on, still on. Because at one point Keith said, "If uh, Charlie's done, we're done." But I suppose maybe this will just be a tribute tour. I suppose. 
Well, he already, Charlie had already told the, uh, the other fellow who's taken his place, who's Steve played Jordan. with them. Yes, Steve yeah, Jordan. Steve Jordan. Who, uh, so they've already got him in place and they've been rehearsing with them ever yeah. since Charlie would left the band. So that's still going on with the and he, Stones. And so. he was an expensive wino with Keith. So he's been playing with right, Keith for right. he yeah. years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Saw them at Massey Hall. Uh, that one I missed. That would have been a great concert for sure. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I mean, they had... The biggest PA system in that place I ever saw in my life. You know, I that's mean, that's the best place in the world to see a concert, though. That's a good that's a good hall, yeah. Yeah, those guys they go on a tour. It's like moving like a country. Yeah. <laughs> it's like massive amount of people and gear and staging. It's just insane. I can't. I, it's. It, it, I mean, half the cost of putting on those shows, you know, just unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, this has uh, been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks, Mr. Zero, and thanks, David. Uh, we really You're appreciate welcome. you guys coming back on. Yeah, and we're, I'm always going to be looking to see what's going on with you guys because everybody, yeah. everyone's always going, like in the next year, I swear everyone's going to be waiting to get out and see people and see familiar oh. faces would be a really nice thing. And uh, we'll do that. And I'll, I'll send you a couple links to some of this uh, new stuff. Okay. Please yeah, do. And, uh, please and, do. And, and James, uh, forward it on to me. I'm I gonna, certainly will. Too. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. When thanks. We get to LA, we'll come and see you, Jack. Really yeah, I'd love to see you guys. So if you do get here, I mean, let me know, uh, and uh, you know, because um, you know, you can yeah. find me easily. Um, you know. We'll so we we'll, we'll, with us. We'll pack James. We'll come down three of us. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Down, yeah, I'll I'll drive. My Canadian buddy. I'll drive down and see. And it's great to see you again. It's great to talk to you again and reconnect. That's for sure. We go have a have a burger at the Apple Pan. <laughs> at the Apple Pan. Yeah. Right. Jack. Now there we can go. say that the Kings were here. So uh, right. full Kings, circle. Yeah. Well, we'll go to the Rainbow. There you go. We'll yeah. Go to the sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Rainbow's guys. Thank you. Okay, we'll talk you guys. Soon.